Welcome to Quantum Leap, sponsored by PBX. We've got some amazing content for you. Episodes stacked full of ideas, inspiration, and insights. All highly valuable knowledge to help you grow your business. It's um, Quantum Leap into 2021. Uh, we're, we're having a great day here uh, in the UK and uh, passing over into the US now and then on to Australia. Uh, we've had tremendous content all day. It's been amazing. And uh, I'm really pleased to introduce now uh, a top, top international speaker, Joe Peachy. He's been ranked by Global Guru as the, the number one sales trainer and the number one sales development program and international speaker, um, which is uh, an incredible achievement. And uh, I'm pretty confident that uh, Joe's going to deliver some sensational content to us over the next 45 minutes. So um, I'm very uh, pleased to pass over to you, Joe, and um, look forward to a great session. Thanks very much. Good. Let's get started. Hopefully you have a pen out and a piece of paper. I'm going to give you some content. And, you know, I don't know about you, but uh, I'm kind of old. The rest of you are young. And we've had to weather a lot of storms in our life. We've had good economy, bad economy. So years ago, we had to come up with what I call sales mastery, a process that we could continue to get business no matter what the economy, no matter what was going on. In 2008, we were sitting in a conference and a majority of the coaches, speakers, and trainers were really kind of talking about wow, we really are having a bad time. And that year we tripled our business. I built a model and what I'm gonna to give to you today is the model that we execute every day to continue to get clients during a good and bad economy. So we're gonna start out at the bottom, the foundation, the very, where you put your foundation. And I want you to put a little box and write the word clarity. Okay, now there's three things that create clarity. So to the right of that box, you're going to put these three words. What, when, why. To create clarity, you have to know three things. What do you want to accomplish? But I'm not talking about, you know, become a better person. I'm not a life coach. I, I have been given that gene. Everything we do has to be measurable. So if you're going to look at what you want and you're looking at 2021, what do you want your revenue to be in 2021? Okay, that's most important. The second thing you've got to make sure you're measuring things by deadlines and timelines. So everything we do is what do we want to accomplish and when do we want to accomplish it? The third thing under clarity is why. Now, there's so many books written on why. There's so many motivational speakers talking about why. I got out of the motivational speaking business 15 years ago because I got tired of people getting all excited, going home, and quitting whatever they were doing. I'll tell you if you know the right why. I'm going to give you some things above clarity that are non-negotiable. And what I have 
learned in life is most people will negotiate with the non-negotiables. Once you know your non-negotiables, then if you negotiate with them, you didn't find the right why. So I'm going to say that again. When you know the things you should do to hit those numbers and you decide, but I don't want to do that, then your why is wrong. So once you have that in place, okay, then we're going to go above that. Now we're ready to step up to the next two non-negotiables. So now you're going to draw two horizontal boxes, okay, above the bottom box. And on the left, you're going to write ambition. On the right, you're going to write self-discipline. Whether you're, if you're in sales or if you own a business, if you don't have those two characteristics, you're not going to make it. <laughs> if you don't bring that in, and there's not a motivational speaker or book or coach that can get you to have ambition and self-discipline. You either have those two things or you don't. Because without ambition, if somebody else has to motivate you, then you really don't have that fire in your belly. You really don't have your desire. And when that's something else, you're going to negotiate again. Self-discipline is a cornerstone of building successful business, but also of being successful in sales. Because there's certain things in sales you're going to have to say yes to, and you're going to have to say no to. And that's all based on self-discipline. So now you have a foundation. When we look at our foundation, we've decided, I want to make this much money in 2021. Okay, I want my monthly revenue to be this much. These are the reasons why I want what I say I want. Now that's locked in. Above that, I have to decide, do I have self-discipline? Do I have ambition? And you see, that's what gets you up in the morning. You know, I got a coaching client I was with today. He goes, why do you get up at 3.30 in the morning? Why do you put in 20 hours a day? Why do you work six and a half days a week? I said, because I have desire, self-discipline, and ambition. And for us to hit the numbers we want to hit, that's what it takes. Now, that sounds like, well, that's motivational. That's nothing to do with motivation. That's real. That's absolutely real. Now we have our foundation. Now it's time to move up. On top of those two boxes, there's going to be an elongated box. And in there, I want you to put the word communications. Now, we've all heard disc and Myers-Briggs and animals and colors until we're blue in the face. But do we have mastery over them and do we apply? Do we know them from an application standpoint? And, you know, one of the things I do, whether I go in and do live coaching in a corporation or people come to our sales boot camp, we spend one full day on communication styles. And I'm not talking about an assessment. I'm talking about understanding how to figure out what I am, how to figure out what you are, and how to 
does Joe Pichu adapt? I would need to adapt to your communication style. Now, here's a secret. In a communication style, there is a processing style. Each behavior style processes different. Once I know how you process, I sell to your processing style. Okay. And so I recommend strongly you subscribe to a communications methodology. But I will also say this, make sure whatever you subscribe to has application value. Now, we're going to come back to communication, but I want to move up. Now, I want you to draw the top four boxes horizontally. So the bottom box was clarity. The next set of boxes was, and it should look like this. How about this? Can everybody see this? Can you see this, Alex? Up or down? That's great, Joe. All right. Can everybody see it? Say yeah. yeah. Good? Yeah. Oh, you, oh, you got to mute it. Okay. Now, so in 2008, we're sitting at this famous convention, and we're fit, sitting around with all these celebrity speakers, and they were all celebrities, and we weren't. <laughs> I still don't look at myself as a celebrity. You understand? I make 150 outbound calls every week to get new clients. If I was a celebrity, I wouldn't have to do that. <laughs> so 2008 hits, the economy bottoms out. Like now, most of the speakers, trainers, coaches, and consultants in the banks and real estate and insurance in every industry took a dip. I don't know if it was like that in England, but I know what it was like here. And we're sitting at these tables with these famous people, and they're all kind of, wow, things are bad. And I looked at my wife and I said, we need to get out of here. <laughs> she said, why? I said, we're tripling our income. Now, I'm not famous like those people, but what are we doing that we're able to grow during the worst economy of our lifetime since the pandemic, until the pandemic? I'm going to give you those top four boxes. The first thing is every single day of my life, I do lead generation. That goes in the left-hand box, all the way to the left. We have 22 ways we generate leads. Not one, not two, 22 different ways. We have a very strategic plan. So every day of my life, I'm going to spend X amount of time mining leads, prospect leads. Because here's something I will tell you. Once you learn what your product is and once what you have as a product or service is quality and you can deliver it well, and once you learn how to sell it, the rest of your life is two things, lead generation and brand expansion. Once you can do those other things, you got a problem. <laughs> You're going to run out of leads. And so we have an abundant ways, many, many ways to generate quality leads. The second thing, and my favorite, 
live outbound telephone calls. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you, when Dawn and I opened up Peachy and Peachy, and Dawn is my wife, we've been partners uh, in our business since 1992. We've been together 49 years. I'm an old guy. Well, <laughs> so we said, what's missing in the marketplace? And we realized there's great sales trainers, people smarter and better looking than me. But where we saw a hole in the game was live outbound telephone call training. So I said, Don, we're going to be the best in the business at that. But I'm never going to teach or train or coach on anything we don't do ourselves. So part of my regimen, one of my things, one of the things I'm going to recommend you do, you have a minimum of X amount of outbound calls to your target market every day with the intent to qualify. Now stay with me. If they merit a meeting with you, did you hear what I just said? To qualify them. The problem why people don't like the phone is they think you're supposed to talk people into things. Somebody said to me, Joe, you're great at sales. No, Joe is great at finding buyers. And so I'm very much into building messaging and scripting. And I was with a CEO the other day and he goes, my people don't like scripting. And I went, the best actors in the world are Italian. Brando, Pacino, they're all great actors and they all are scripted. John Wayne was scripted, but they know their script so well it doesn't sound like a script. And so one of the key ingredients, a non-negotiable is X amount of outbound calls every single day without fail. The third one, the third box on the top, I want you to write the words core story. Core story. This is what you may think as a sales meeting, a sales presentation. I don't believe in presentations. I believe in interviews. If you're doing most of the talking when you're selling, you're not selling. And so a core story is when you are conducting your initial meeting to find out, is there a need? Is there concern? Some people call it pain. Do they know what they want as a result? Do they have a timeline? We're going to interview these people. And so I just did a podcast, and my podcast is called Sales Edge, and you probably can get it anywhere in the world. And I just did a podcast on transactional versus consultative. Do you know that transactional sales, I'm not putting it down, but it's get to yes or no as fast as possible. The one call close. I'm going to give you some statistics here. 85% of all sales happens between the sixth and the 15th contact. I don't care if it's England, India, Italy, Germany, United States, it doesn't matter. Worldwide statistics 
85% of sales happen between the six and the 15 contact. Here's another thing. When you get back to communication styles, 65 to 67% of the population processes slowly. Okay. Which means they may not say yes right now. So if you're transactional and you're not consultative, look at the amount of market share you're losing. Now, I want you to take a pen and circle core story. Circle that one. And here's what I'm going to share with you. Of everything in your business, okay, if you're the business owner, if you're involved in sales, if you're professional sales, whatever it is, the single most important thing that you should metric, that you should measure, and you should be attentive to is the core stories. If you tell me how many core stories you are doing a month, and you tell me the margin you keep when they say yes, I can tell you what your income is going to be. You can regulate your income based on one thing. How many quality meetings am I doing a month that I'm starting the selling process? If that's all you heard from me today, if you heard nothing else, you can take that to the bank. You know, in my office, there's no pictures of me with famous people. Like, there's not a picture of me and John, <laughs> right? My office is nothing but whiteboards. Whiteboards. And one of my whiteboards is nothing but core stories. So if I have just done a sales meeting with a corporation, if I've done one-on-one, -on -one, if I have a B2C or a B2B, virtual, whatever, as soon as that meeting is up, that company name or person's name goes on that board. If that goes to proposal, it goes on another board. If you're going to grow a business, if you're going to grow sales, you've got to measure everything. But don't measure things that are not important. What I'm putting, this top bar is measurable. You can measure this, and it doesn't lie. And if you want to make a six-figure income consistently, and you're not just selling a little widget, but you're selling something with profit to it, you do 20 or more quality meetings a month, you will get into six figures. So that's going to regulate your income. Now I'm going to move over to the fourth box. Then we're going to come back. Priority management. You hear I didn't say time management. I've got a lot of clients. They've read every time management book in the history of the world. And they'll always say to me, I'm still struggling with time management. Time management is important, but only after you have executed priority management, which is? What are the highest revenue producing actions I can do to grow my business? Instead of busy work, what's productive? And I don't know about you, but I know a lot of people that struggle with decisions. I've put together an entire priority management system 
to make all of my decisions. I don't know about you, but there was a time in my life I made a lot of dumb decisions. I made decisions based on gut feeling. Well, I could have had bad pizza that day or something, you know? Now I make no decision without my priority management system. Now, I said to my wife that day, we're driving home and I said, okay, what are we doing that other people are not doing? Why are we growing? I mean, why did we grow during COVID? You know, on February 21st, in 30 minutes, I got two phone calls. We lost $85,000. And we made it back in two and a half weeks. There's nothing special about me. There's something special about my actions. What did we do? Well, somebody recommended I Google an article called The Common Denominator of Success. Don't do it now, but I recommend you Google that. And some association polled the top income earners in sales many years ago. And they asked them this question, what do you do consistently? Well, the first thing they said was, we do what other people don't want to do. Well, fine, but more specific. Well, every day we generate leads. <laughs> every day we make phone calls. Every, every month we're doing X amount of presentations. And we manage our priorities in our business. And I said to my wife, we just fell into this. We fell into doing the right thing over and over again. So let's, let's, go, let's break it down. I'm going to give you some, some advanced stuff here for a second. I want to get back to the communications model. The first thing is no person is what their assessment says all the time. We've all taken an assessment, and there are companies that live with assessments. I'm not putting them down. But they hire a person based on their assessment. They show up on Monday, and they have a different person. You see, behavior styles change. They change based on role assignment. So the first thing we have to understand is people tend to operate very quickly, either fast-paced or slow-paced. And that can change. Fast-paced people tend to run early, make quick decisions. Slow-paced people tend to process and make slower decisions. Now, it's important we recognize this. Then you have people that are more task-oriented and people that are more people-oriented. Now, I want you to understand something. They buy for different reasons. They connect with people for different reasons. People make that first connection with people because they like them. Task-oriented people make that first connection if they trust them. So think about this. When you first get started and you're, you're like part of this, this great association, I'd never heard of you guys, this is incredible. This great association. And so how, how can you recommend each other? How can you do business with each other? Well, I can tell you one thing. If you're dealing with a task-oriented person, you better return their phone call every time. You better be on time every time. 
And you better do what you say you're going to do when you're going to do it. And if you don't do that, you're never going to do business with a task-oriented person because they won't trust you. And they buy based on trust. Now, to begin a relationship with a people-oriented person, this is something I have to work on, Alex. You better learn how to smile. <laughs> you better be more relational. You better know something about their family. You better realize the meeting's going to be longer because they're going to want to get to know you better. But here's the big one. You better never embarrass them. Because if you embarrass them, they're gone. Now, something so simple, something so simple like that, that I just gave you a minuscule piece of this puzzle, and yet we think people don't buy for us because of price. Do you know that price is the ninth reason why people make a buying decision unless you don't know how to sell? <laughs> What does that mean, Joe? The better you are at selling, the better you are at building relationships, the better you are with all these things, the more you can explain your value and your uniqueness. So I'm going to give you a secret sauce here. You ready? You ready for more secret sauce? Yes or no? Alex, you want more secret sauce? How many people want to know how to outsell their competitors. <laughs> we all have competition. And we always think it's about price. Look, I never go head to head on price. I don't even talk about money until the proposal goes in. But I'm going to show you what I, at some point during the core story, I'm going to talk about my uniqueness. Because where your uniqueness starts, your competition falls away. Now, it takes you some time to develop and know your uniqueness. It could be your educational background. It could be your experience. It could be a methodology. When I'm sitting, if I'm sitting across the table from Alex, and the way I got an appointment with Alex, I said, Alex, my name is Joe Peachy of Peachy and Peachy. Is this a good time? And Alex goes, well, what's this all about? Because when you call people on the phone, they're not always warm and fuzzy, Alex. <laughs> well, we specialize in helping business owners and sales professionals generate quality leads, book more appointments, close more business. And you're only going to get a couple answers. Well, can you tell me more? Is it worth 15 minutes for me to show you how you can attract and retain quality clients? Now, whose decision was that meeting, mine or Alex's? Alex's. I haven't had a no-show and cancellation in 15 years because I don't talk anybody into anything, folks. Now, I don't want to get into the the depth, I don't have time to get into the depth of the whole sales meeting, but I'm gonna tell you how I talk about uniqueness. This is important. And you need to spend some time looking at what makes, what is your competitive advantage? What do you do better than your competitors? Not everything. I mean, I don't do everything better than my competitors, but I know what I do. Now, if I'm selling 
sales training or coaching to Alex. I say, Alex, there's a lot of great sales trainers and methodologies out there, and they're all good. What makes us unique is, number one, we do live outbound telephone call training in real time, calling real prospects. We don't believe in role play. We do real play. Now, let me coach you. 99% 99% of sales training companies in America don't do that. There's nothing wrong with it. That's not something they want to do. We do it. <laughs> you never sell strength to strength. You sell what you believe is your strength versus what other people may not be very good at or what they're doing. That's why it takes some homework. That's why you should study your competitors. Then I'll say in the world of sales There's transactional, get to yes or no as quickly as possible, and they're consultative. And consultative sales blends better because 85% of the world is slow-paced or buy slowly. It takes 8 to 10 to 12 to 15 contacts to, to close a deal. So we more that. But then based on their behavior style, if they're direct like me, Then I'll lean in and I'll point and I'll say, and the other thing that makes me unique is I eat what I kill. Now, (laughs) what that says to that owner is this guy is still in the hunt. Look, there's a lot of great sales training companies that have people selling for them. And that's great. But when I lean in and tell them I'm still in the game, I'm still selling. This is what they're thinking. I need to put this guy in front of my team. (laughs) Got it. This guy I need in front of my team because he's in the hunt. Now, was there anything about my education? No, my education is nothing to brag about. It was, I, I picked a couple things that I felt were unique to the situation. And that's what... So what I'd like you to do is, you know, after this, this Zoom call and after this event is over, I'd like you to go back and spend some time and really research some of your competitors and what they do really well. And then I want you to look at, so what am I doing well? Do you know what I wanted early in the business? One of the ways I close a huge contract? I looked the guy in the eye and I said, and you will never call me that you don't get a same day return phone call. I have closed more business because I call everybody back the same day. It sounds so, I mean, anybody out there ever get a, a, a call somebody and not get a return phone call? Did it bother you? Hey, John, did it bother you? We'll never become what you despise. Just by returning every phone call, just, you know, technology. And and I'm doing a lot of training and coaching now on virtual selling. I have a whole process on virtual selling. And here's the thing about virtual selling. Here's the thing about any kind of selling. Because of technology, we've made people response-based which means if you get a lead and don't call it now, if you don't return a phone call now, if you don't get a proposal in now, I never go to bed. 
I never close the doors on my office until I get out 100% of my proposals. I have, I never wait overnight. Now here's another trick. I'm going to give you another secret sauce, Vincenzo. Here's a secret sauce. The minute I hit send, I can't believe I'm giving you guys this one. This is a killer one. <laughs> I like you guys. I hit send. People pay me a lot of money for this stuff. I hit send. Guess what happens? I pick up the phone. I say, hey, Vincenzo, Joe Peachy again. I'm not calling you for a decision. I want to make sure you received the proposal. It didn't go into your spam mail. Now, listen. They immediately go on. Hey, can you make sure you can open the attachment? I got it. One more question, then we'll leave. What? Did I hit the mark? Oh, you hit the mark. Do you know that I have shortened the decision-making time by three weeks to a month because a lot of your proposals go into spam or get stacked like cordwood? And I tell them, when I'm set, before I send a proposal, I, I'm going to call you and make sure you got it. Why are you going to do that? Have you ever lost something in spam? That is a secret sauce, Vincenzo. You know, you use some of these things I'm giving you, you're going to need another accountant. <laughs> a real one. I'm sorry, that was rude. Um, so when you get into this, when we start tearing this apart and then putting it back together, I have some questions for you. Whoever is watching this thing, number one, have you already sat down? Do you know the income you want in 2021? Is it negotiable? Is it written down? Number two, have you metriced it out what you want to make every month? Every week. And do you know why? Have you really focused on why you want these things? Now, my second question. Do we have the ambition and self-discipline, or do we need to work on that? Is that an area we need to up our game? All right. Is is do, should do we need more self discipline? Because in the book, good good to great. Five years from now, your income will be based more on what you say no to than what you say yes to. That's a fact. I say no to a lot of stuff. I do. See, I want you to picture rowing a boat with a bunch of anchors. You know, if you want to go faster, you got to cut some anchors. And so many times people multitask and try to build three, four, five businesses at one time. I'm not putting diversification away. But until you have that one thing that you're throwing smoke with, you may want to focus on that. Now, let's get to the next level. Let's self-assess. When I sit down with people. Do I consciously think about what behavior style am I today? Am I fast-paced today? Am I slow-paced today? 
Am I more task-oriented today? Am I more people-oriented? Do I do an assessment? Because, see, right now, I can see some of you. I can't see all of you. And I'm assessing your body language. I'm assessing who's leaning forward, Pat. I'm assessing, you know, I'm assessing all kind of issues. And then I start to read the behavior and body language of the other person, not to manipulate. And then I begin to tailor and get myself under control so I speak your language. Now, this is not, I'm not trying to change your mind about anything. Here's what I, I spoke, Dawn and I spoke in Moscow many years ago. And there were three people in the room that spoke English. Dawn, me, and our interpreter. <laughs> and interpreters, no matter how good they are, are not supposed to be able to translate humor. Well, unlike me, my wife is very funny. I'm not funny at all. She's funny. And when she was talking, the people in the audience were laughing. I'm going, this is strange. When it's over, I walk up to the guy. And I said, you're very good. He goes, I am the best in all of Russia. I said, great. How much did they get? And he looked around. I said, I won't tell anybody. How much did they get? Maybe 60%. Folks, when you speak to someone and they, you're not meshing your behavior styles, they're not hearing it all, they're not processing it, and there your closing ratios go down. Now we're going to kick up. We're going to self-assess. How many leads do I put in my funnel every single day? That's number one. How many different ways, good job, how many different ways am I generating those prospect leads? Okay. I mean, our number one ways to get proactive leads is LinkedIn. That's number one. Do you know my number two ways to get great leads is outbound cold calls? Because I qualify them with one sentence. Now, I won't give you the rest of them. Take too long. <laughs> Alex is going, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Bring it on. <laughs> come on, Alex. I, I do live coaching through Zoom, or you can come over to one of my boot camps. That'd be great. It's 80 degrees here. Now, we had five people come from England to one of our boot camps. It was great. They got one of those special lines so they could make calls. All right, number two, how many calls am I really making? Not to people I know, but to brand new leads. Every single day. How many am I making? Now, I'm going to challenge you at a very low threshold. Why don't you start with 20 a day? Just start there. Just start there which is 100 a week, which is 400 a month. You think you might get some appointments? Oh, yeah, you will. Next, how many real core stories am I doing a month that I, I'm not sneaking up on them? I'm not saying, hey, I met you at a network event. Why don't we get together, have a cup of coffee, and see if we could cross-promote? I don't do those kind of meetings. I'm old. I don't have a lot of time to mess around. I say, Vincenzo, 
we met at a networking event through Zoom. Is this a good time? What's this all about? Hey, what I do is I specialize in helping business owners generate better leads, get in front of their target market, and close more business. He's either going to go, okay, how do you do that? Or take a walk or, you know, jump off a bridge. I don't care. <laughs> because if Vincenzo says no, I'm going to call Craig. And if Craig calls no, I'll call Pat. I'm fishing. But how many of those meetings am I doing a month? If you're not doing at least 20, you're below the amount of money you want to make. And have I set in stone priorities? Have I gotten my priorities straight? So I'm going to stop there for questions because I may have created a couple and we're five minutes away from being end and I always stop on time. And so I'd like to open this up to see if you have any questions. So I've just, um, thank you, Joe. I've unmuted everybody. So if people want to unmute themselves, they can ask questions. What I would just like to say is you can always tell when somebody is a master of their art, when they can present without slides. I, I live this. This is what I yeah. do. Oh, hey, I, I have a free gift. Can I give a free gift out? Please. All right. Please go into my podcast. It's free. Comes out every Tuesday, every Thursday. It's called Sales Edge, one word. If you can't find it, type in Joe Peachy, P-I-C-I. In the show notes, you'll have all my contact information. If you're listening to this from the United States of America, take your phone out and text the word Sales Edge to 55678. It'll take you to a peachy and peachy splash page, which will take you to a, uh, a page that'll say recapture lost revenue through virtual selling, five free videos, links to our podcast and free downloads. But if any of you ever want a complimentary cup of Joe, 407-947-2590. And if you're in the UK or somewhere else, I guess you got to put numbers in front of that. Now we're back to questions. <laughs> you know, you've been around sales a long time and uh, uh, sales is one of my fantastic uh, hobbies, has been for a long time. What would you say, Joe, is the number one reason, other than making calls, the number one reason that sets the best salesperson in an organization from the rest. Say that again. The number number one reason. Number one trait that makes the best salesperson in an organization. The word bit, did you say? That the, the, what, what makes the best, what trait? All right. I've been doing this since 1992 And everybody always wants to say, boy, the fast-paced people are best in sales. TTI is the number one one assessment company in the world. They've been assessing sales professionals for 50 years. And they finally came out with the same article I've known for years. There is no one behavior style better than another for sales. 
here's what it takes to be great in sales. Am I teachable? Do I want to sell? And can I sell from a process, communications, and skills, not from charisma and talent? Because we have every behavior style that comes to our training. And they all get great results, but because we break it down to processes, communications, and skills. But they have to have the single ingredient. They have to want to sell. Did I answer your question? Anyone else? Emotional outburst? <laughs> Vincenzo, you must How have many a question. Sales calls do you need to make in a month? What's that? How many sales calls in a month do you need to make? You, uh, it depends on your product and service and what you're selling, okay? But if you're selling a product that you need to be doing at least, not sales, you need to have at least 20 to 30 quality sales meetings. Not walking in on people, knocking on doors, can I get a minute? That's not a sales meeting. That's a lead generation. When I pick up the phone, when I come to your office, you know why I'm coming. We're coming for a sales meeting. You do 20 to 30 of those a month, you'll make a lot of money. Fantastic. It's just a hard work. You just need to focus and go for it. You know, it, it is, but it's, it's not just hard work. I know a lot of people that are drivers and they fail because they're doing it all on motivation, but they don't have the skills below it. And so, and I always, I work with my clients on when you hire somebody, I don't care what their resume says. You teach them what you want them to say, how you want them to say it, because a salesperson or whoever is selling in their own company, that's the first point of contact with your clients. You can destroy your brand if they say the wrong thing. And so many companies hire talent and just turn them loose. And then they spend all this money on marketing and they wonder why they have a bad reputation. That was just a Joeism. I'm sorry. <laughs> Joe, it's been uh, fantastic. Uh, uh, I'll let Alex finish in a minute, but uh, I've just sent you a connection. We have another speaker on the show that I think that you'll get along famously with, and he's the he's the world's most hated sales trainer. And he's a guy called Benjamin Denyahay. So uh, he's got another session floating around. You you two guys should uh, get yourself a cup of coffee or a beer. Oh, we'll do that. And, and uh, I've sent you a connection. Complimentary but, cup of Joe. Sam, can I just squeeze a quick question in? Can you hear me okay? I hear, yeah. Brilliant. Hi, it's Sam here. Um, there, there's so much talk nowadays about inbound leads all the time. So does that have a place? And that's a great question. What you said was exactly what they are. They're nothing but inbound leads. Okay. And if you don't have somebody that will get to those leads and make that outbound connection, your competitors will eat your lunch. People are spending a lot of money to drive leads in. But if somebody doesn't take that lead outbound and make that connection, 
then you just spend a lot of money for a lead and nothing's going to happen. Did, did I answer Thanks, your question? Sir. Yeah, excellent. Thank you. Anybody else? You're allowed to tell me you didn't like it. I'm okay with it. I'm all right. <laughs> Joey, that was that was amazing. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for sharing um, those decades of experience with us at, at Quantum Leap. And, uh, you know, it really was a masterclass. And we're, you know, incredibly grateful for you sharing well, thank you for all your knowledge me. with us. It was amazing. If we ever go back to live events, please invite me. We will. We will. Great. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to make a quick note of anything you found particularly useful. Join our LinkedIn page at www.linkedin.com slash showcase slash quantum leap business show to keep up to date with news, content, and forthcoming events.